Welcome, podcast listeners. You are listening to me, Chuck Tuck, host of Behind the Story with Chuck Tuck. And in today's podcast, I'm having a conversation with Mike Aletta from USA Bug Sweeps, Inc. So their company mission is um, really to provide the service to all of their clients to give them the peace of mind that they deserve ensuring that they have their privacy whether it's in their residence uh, place of business or in their vehicle and they use the latest tscm technologies so what that is is that is technical surveillance countermeasure also known as uh, like bugs bug sweeping so it's a highly specialized service that uh, detects eavesdropping devices and hidden microphones and things like that. So again, in this conversation today, I'm talking with Mike and we're going to really get into why regular people like you and I really need to pay attention to being bugged. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Well, thank you very much for, you know, for doing this podcast today, Mike, I never knew that like surveillance countermeasure stuff was such a big deal, especially regular guys like me, you know, <laughs> residential kind of things. You hear about it in the news and everything else for the government and all these other agencies, but, but not at home. And you really specialize in like the for regular guys like me. Absolutely. Residential bug sweeps are, are probably close to 75% of the business that we do uh, currently. And um, it's really a niche that we've kind of carved out a little bit to offer higher level services that are usually reserved for corporations and businesses to regular guys like you or, you know, just just people that have concerns in their residences. So it's it's gotten a lot busier than almost we expected at first. Well, I know there's probably going to be a lot of information about. Why don't we jump into talking about you? So, okay. You know, what's behind the story of the company? What's behind this? Who are you, Mike? All right. Well, I my name is Mike Aletta. I'm actually from New Jersey, and I didn't. I, I started out here. I was I was I was born here. I grew up here. But I went to college in Connecticut at the University of New Haven, and. I went to that school particularly for their fire science program. I wanted to be an arson investigator. I've been a volunteer firefighter for over 20 years, and that was going to be my career choice. And I got there. I started taking the investigation classes, part of the, that part of the degree. And they said, if you want to stay for another year, you can get another major in criminal justice. And I said to myself, stay in college for another year? great, I'm in, you know? <laughs> and I did that, and I double majored um, with criminal justice and fire science as, as my bachelor's of science degrees. And I was approached a month before I graduated from a private investigation firm, and they offered me a job. And I, I thought to myself, a, a job before I graduate, this is this is perfect. You know, people are, are looking and not finding jobs. And this was back in 2006, 2007. So I started working for that PI firm, I learned everything about the industry from them. They grew exponentially while I was with them from a firm that was based in Connecticut and Florida to today they're now a nationwide company. I got to do all aspects of the industry. I got to do domestic investigations that we all associate with private investigators, cheating spouses and, and that, that sort of thing. They, they moved into the, invest, the insurance arena a lot more heavily during the time I was there. 
and that was more of your workers comp and uh, things like that. So I got to learn the surveillance industry. I got to learn media delivery to clients was always a big challenge. You're sending videos that, you know, are hours long. How do you send that digitally? Um, at that time, it was a challenge. And, uh, you know, we, we came up with some solutions and, and I got to rise in that company pretty well. And eventually I decided that I was heading back to New Jersey from Connecticut and uh, I stayed with them. And I started my own investigation firm two years after moving back in New Jersey called Anchor Investigative Services. And I specifically started that company because I did not want to work any more domestic cases because that's not a good way to go through your, your career. Some people love it. Some people can't get enough of it. For me, spending every Friday and Saturday night watching people do bad things to each other was, was wearing on me. I tend to try to be a positive person and that, that challenges even the best person. So I, I, I designed this firm to be a, a small boutique type of firm to cater to attorneys um, for criminal defense clients, for anything attorneys would need to have done. Basically, they're gophers, if, if to simplify it. And that worked out very well. And along the route there, I, I got in touch with a, a gentleman named Jimmy Messis, who, who had been a longtime friend of mine in the area. And he had started USA Bug Sweeps. And he said to me, listen, I have more work than I can handle. Would you be interested in getting trained in some of this stuff? I I was amazed by it. I loved the technology. So I jumped in, you know, head first. And after about a, a year of certifications with our equipment manufacturers, another year or so of just gaining experience, I was, you know, the number one contractor for him for that company. And as the years went on, he kind of decided he wanted to start stepping back. I wanted to step up. And, you know, as of last year, I took over ownership of the company and we're still moving forward. And I'm lucky enough to still have Jimmy on board as an employee. So we kind of reversed roles a bit. But that's how I wound up here, I, that I, I here I am today. So we got through your history. You had just taken over the company a year prior and things are going really good. Yes. So now we're up to why do we need to have all this or what is the concern of residents, regular folks about being bugged at, or the lack of terms for me to use? But. Yeah, yeah, that's that's 100 percent correct. And the the big things and, and why we've seen such an increase in residential clients and their concerns has is 100% related to the availability of certain products out there. We can, we as in the general public can easily get anything that we need to pull off any of these spying situations. And we, I mean, we call it kind of call it the Amazon effect. Amazon, as you probably know, you could pretty much get anything and get it quick. So, and get five different versions of it if you wanted to. And that's, that's what's kind of taken over. There's this you know, you, you Google search or you, you, you search on Amazon for a hidden camera or something like that. And, and the results are staggering. And so somebody who may have this idea in their head that they, they kind of want to spy on somebody or they have these ill intentions, they have the resources cheaply and easily at their fingertips. And that's what we contribute to the major uptick in seeing this domestic spying happening all the time. It's just too easy now. And it's not checked anywhere, really. I guess that kind of goes along with, you know, not too far back, you hear, especially women, doing a background check on whoever they're going to date and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I guess this is kind of like that natural progression. Yeah. Now we're, we're getting into the hardware has in, in, been embedded someplace and you want to find out what's going on. Yeah. Or you're on that opposite end where you want to plant something. Yeah. 
The other thing that is a major contributing factor is is the fact that Wi-Fi is so widespread now. It's it it usually you had one or two like a router in your house, and I, I happen to remember back in the in the days of Wi-Fi coming around that you know you had an okay signal in this room and that was it. And now we have mesh systems and repeaters and and you know public Wi-Fi and and this Wi-Fi everywhere mentality that. You know, we're providing that on-ramp for these devices to get into the world, and it's giving us instant real-time access to everything. So, every all the pieces are in place, really, and and that's that's kind of, you know, you give somebody an opportunity, and they're probably going to take it a lot of times. So it's that that that's to answer your question, what's what's kind of spurring on this um, this uptick we're seeing now? Yeah. So, are there? Things that you folks specialize in, not as far as the surveillance stuff, but courses that you've taken to, well, what is that, TSCM, the mm-hmm. Tactical Surveillance Countermeasure? Yep. Is that, is that some sort of certification that folks have to go through in order to, to do what you do? That's the industry as a whole, and it's a small, it's a small niche industry as it is. This, the, in our country, we, we really only have about six or seven high level companies that are offering this service. And for us, what we've found, you know, there, there is no college course. There's, there's a few, a few companies that offer kind of classes on it. But for us, we purchase our equipment from a manufacturer called REI, uh, Research Electronics International. They're based out of Tennessee. They're pretty unique because they manufacture everything on site there. So not only do they they have the engineers on site that are that are coding the, the the operating systems. They're they're molding the plastic molds. They're putting the keys on the equipment, so they know it inside and out. They offer certification courses for each piece of equipment that they sell. So that's what our base educational uh, requirement is for each piece of equipment that we're going to be working with. We we do their certification courses, and their their training facility is is astounding. They they. They set up real life situations. They're always at the cutting edge of what's coming out. So we've kind of hitched our wagon to them and we, we like them a lot. There are other equipment manufacturers out there, especially overseas, but we like the fact that we can pick up the phone, call Tennessee and say, Hey, we need this, or we need, you know, this is, this is acting funky. What's going on? Send it in. Okay. No problem. And you know, they're actually the, the company that manufactures the same equipment that we use for a lot of our government agencies as well. And the training that we get is actually training provided by Department of Defense instructors and our government agency instructors because the courses we take are the same courses that they're using to teach their people. So we get that added benefit of, of having their insight uh, on, on a lot of our training as well. So that's, that's how we handle training. I can't speak for every TSCM provider in the country, but it works for us, and that's, that's what we like to do. Wow. Sounds pretty in- intense and intensive but mike is can you run us through the 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 person or who who needs who uses a service like this and what you actually do because you do more than just going to a house and just sweep or look at you know see if there's a bug on the phone i mean you you can actually check and sweep gps location stuff on phones you can do tracking or checking things for the 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 internet the router mm-hmm. the wi-fi you can do you do all of that for your part of your, your business right for your yes yes we um you know we 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 offer a really comprehensive solution to what what the problem may be and and 
we take into account what the the most recent threats are out there. And and right now, to me, the, one of the biggest threats is is our Wi-Fi networks. It, it does provide that instant access. So when we go do a sweep, um, it's it's a multi-layered approach. We're we're going in with with a full spectrum radio frequency analyzer, and that's showing us all the radio frequencies in the general area and and what kind of what kind of data is being passed on them. And a lot of people don't realize there's a ton of radio frequencies out there. Everything that we use almost has some kind of radio frequency associated with it from our radio stations up to your Wi-Fi network is 2.4 gigahertz. That's a radio frequency. So it shows us visually what's there in that particular area. And then we have a good idea of what doesn't belong there. And that's just one of the steps. We do a, a, a very, very thorough visual search of the space because logically any device that's placed in a space has to follow certain rules. You're always going to need power, whether it's battery or, or line power from the house. You need juice somewhere. That's, that, you can't avoid that. It, it, it's, it's just a, a fact. For an audio device, the microphone portion of the device needs to be exposed to the room. So you can't take... I give people the the analogy, if you and I were talking on the phone and I took my phone and put a pillow on top of it, you can't hear what I'm saying anymore. It's the same as burying right. a microphone in a couch or in a wall. The microphone has to hear the room. So it's got to be exposed. And a hidden camera is even more difficult to pull off because you need you need that camera lens exposed. It's got to be pointing at what it's recording. So we take all of this into account as we're walking through and doing our visual assessment of the area. We use a, a really cool piece of equipment called a nonlinear junction detector. That's actually detecting the hardware aspect of, of certain devices as opposed to a signal. So that's looking for electronic chips, semiconductors, things as small as a grain of rice. And we use that. That's, that's what you quintessentially think of, of seeing a sweep where somebody's scanning something over areas. And that's, that's it. You know, that gives us a good idea of, of finding hardware where it doesn't belong, like in a painting or, um, you know, a, a, against something on a wall or, or in a piece of trim or molding, something like that. We move on to Wi-Fi. We have a really cool um, piece of equipment called the Orias Wi-Fi Hunter, which comes to us from our friends across the ocean in Israel. And uh, that actually allows us to, to scan the area Wi-Fi networks and identify their signal strengths, which is important to us because you're going to see a ton of Wi-Fi networks, but if the signal isn't strong enough, it's useless. So we're concerned with certain signal strengths. And what that's allowing us to do is we can see the signal strength of the Wi-Fi network in the home and kind of check to see if there's any other networks that were set up in the home that the homeowner or person living there may not be. That includes hotspots, that kind of thing. And then we can look at the devices that are on each network and identify their devices. Hey, you have a LG TV, you have this Apple phone, you have a MacBook Pro, an HP computer. Those all belong here, right? Yes. Okay. So it's really multifaceted. There are a couple other smaller things that we'll do along the way, depending situationally, but real that's the, the main I goal. I have a real quick question. Um, so you did mention like the frequency and stuff like that earlier, and you just talked about the frequency just now. Mm -hmm. So 2.4 gigahertz. Now, for folks who are watching and listening, if they have a dual band or they've got the five gig, yep. 2.4, is a, is five going to be safer? Should they go? Oh, okay, 
Maybe I should stick with my. Not really. You, the the way the the easiest way to explain it is you you usually do have those two bands on on a on a common Wi-Fi router. You have your two point four and you have five point. Usually it's five point something, but they'll just call it five. The way that radio frequency works is it becomes directional. The higher the frequency gets. So if you'll notice in your own your own network, two point four works works good for a, a, a longer distance. You know, that's going to be your, your, your workhorse. That's going to be what everything's attached to. If you happen to be in the same room as the router, that five gigahertz is going to be your fastest option. So it, it, it's, it's, if you think of it, it's, um, it's the, the, the signal strength is really what is, what is determined by the two frequency bands. Not so much security. Secure, it, it's the same level of security because you're, you're accessing the same network. It's, it's, it's just your, your signal strength that you're going to get based on your proximity to the router itself. Okay. Thanks for that. I just didn't want people to think, oh my goodness, I'm on 2.4. I mm-hmm. need to change to my 5 or 5.8. <laughs> I need to change it. So it does not make a difference there. Yep. It just is your, it just is your signal strength. Um, if you're working on your laptop and you're sitting next to the router, yeah, that 5 gigahertz is probably going to be a better bet for you. Oftentimes, with what we commonly do as 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 an example of streaming Netflix or something like that, you're probably not going to notice a difference unless, you know, you have you know, 30 different devices on your network, then maybe you will. But uh, chances are most of the time you're not even really going to notice. But the Wi-Fi is the Wi-Fi is our, our big thing. Um, you know, you I don't know if you, you know, you or any of the listeners, I'm sure people have security cameras at home, your ring doorbell, there's those kind of things. You can access them anywhere with your app on your phone because they're connected to your Wi-Fi network. And it's the same way that hidden devices work is they'll be accessed anywhere from an app because they're on the Wi-Fi network. So that's the threat. That's what we're looking for. And that's a bug sweep in a nutshell. Wow. Uh, But we want people to be – we don't want them to be afraid to use their security or surveillance. Oh, no, no, no. That's – that's one of the biggest recommendations I, I ever make. Your your physical security of your home or your apartment or your space in general is of the utmost importance. And that's on the, the short list of recommendations we make to people. You know, I have four cameras outside my house right now. Knowing what's going on is your best ally. And using technology to your advantage is your second best ally. So absolutely use all of those things. The, the chances of those devices and networks being hacked into or accessed are so slim compared to the advantages that they provide. Good. So what we're really looking at is really securing and closing that loop so you know what it is that's on, for example, Wi-Fi on your network. You know that what you see or what is there is actually you have, you've allowed it. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be there as opposed to somebody else, a neighbor jumping in on your network loop and watching your cameras or something like that, or yep. an ex or somebody. Yep. Even friends. I mean, that the, the biggest loophole that we do see in, in personal security is from people that are known to the individual. Um, and maybe a relationship has gone bad or maybe a friendship has broken up, but somebody that's been in that area physically before it, it opens the door for them. And I, I like to provide tips on people for people to secure themselves a little better, but we've kind of um, gotten up to that right now. And it's very topical based on our conversation, but the number one thing that anybody can do, and it sounds so dumb, but you would be surprised. 
change your Wi-Fi password from the one that's on the sticker on your on your router, the one that comes from the cable company or whatever, you would be amazed. Oh yeah, it's B twenty five thirty six optimum, you know, or something like that. Yes, it's on the sticker because if I know it's on the sticker, somebody with bad intentions knows it's on the sticker, and I just got to be in your place once. I could probably find the router pretty easily, snap a quick picture of it, and now. I can I can configure a device and place it there and use your own network against you. So it's the simplest and easiest thing to do, and it's the thing that most people forget to do. So I I, I say wow because yeah I've got I shouldn't even say this on air right I I've got two routers but one of them I did not change the, uh, the, <laughs> the default. Yeah yeah and and it's convenience but at the same time um you know the 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 level of security that that affords you. It, it kind of takes away uh, certain possibilities that can happen, and it, it is a it is a very very simple you know go onto your account change it and you know you'll probably be able to change it to something that's more secure and easier to remember. So you know it's a win win. Hey, stick around and thanks for listening. We'll be back in about sixty seconds. My bio, <laughs> you know, biometrics or whatever we want to call it to uh, silence my phone and. <laughs> kind of talking about that you know you do sweeps and you do all these surveillance checks do you even check folks phones see we we in particular we do not we can check the phone for any radio frequencies coming off of it when there shouldn't be your phone is using radio frequencies to communicate with towers all the time it's 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 always happening they're you know pinging for locations and adjusting towers and, and everything all the time it's it's happening whether we like it or not the big the big issue with our phones and and one of the biggest threats is an app being placed on the phone unbeknownst to us and that can happen with somebody that having physical access to your phone so you know, a relationship, somebody jumps in the shower. Well, now I have your phone, you know, and, you know, placing one of these monitoring apps on there. The apps are designed and marketed towards parents watching their teenagers or, or children, but they provide crazy access to the phone itself, to the camera, to the speaker, to the GPS location, to, you know, text messages, Facebook messages, you know, web searches. So you really would have open access. And, and I always... I tell clients a lot, like we've, our phones are our are number one things in life pretty much. And we've created the best spying device in the world by, by the technology we've advanced with, with, with our cell phones. You know, it's, it knows where we are. We use it for every form of communication, whether it be email, phone calls, text messaging, social media is on it. It has a camera. It's got a microphone. It's got a speaker. And it's always charged and it's on us all the time. So it's, it really is the ideal spying device. The, the, the industry of cell phone forensic analysis is kind of its own thing. It's, it's a different type of field of study, I guess we could say. There's certain, there's certain, there's really two big players in the, in, in the, the development of software and hardware for that analysis. And they're used in court cases. They're used by law enforcement when there's, you know, Cellbrite you may have heard of and is the other one. And it's a it's a whole hardware and software suite that constantly needs to be updated because every time there's a security update on your phone, which you always get those messages all the time, that breaking into it has to be updated as well. So it's it's one of those things that we've chosen not to offer as a service at this point, 
only because of the level of of expertise that that and and upkeep that's needed with that stuff. The other the other thing is, if I find a, a hidden camera or a device in your house, you know we can we can call the police. They can fingerprint it. They can run serial numbers to see where it was purchased from. You can't do that with an app on your phone. You know the it's a it's a there or not and. I can't tell you who put it there and I can't maybe tell you when, but I can't tell you, you know, much else about it. So there's a lot more questions than answers. We do have some advice for people concerned about their phones though. Okay. As far as like the service that you provide, and we should probably let the listeners and everybody know, they can go to your website and that's usabugsweeps.com. Yep. Yes, that's right. usabugsweeps.com. Yep. So there's a lot of information there too. Can now this, this may sound silly, but since podcasts and such are nationwide worldwide can somebody still from california or washington state or wherever go to your website and find some helpful and useful information and can they get help from you as far as surveillance you know bug sweeps and things like that absolutely we actually we are a nationwide company you know we you know i i like to spend a lot as much time in the field as i can still and that's that's where my passion is so we we between collectively between myself and the and the other technicians we're usually flying once or twice a week i got back yesterday from a trip to pittsburgh earlier in the week and i had a technician that was that was out in iowa he's in california today and he'll be home tomorrow so we do offer our services nationwide and you know we 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 do offer advice if you give us a call a lot of times something might look funky we we always say funky because it's it's not not right. You know, something looks weird. So, you know, and, and they, people may have a question is, is this something I should be concerned about? And usually we'll tell you yes or no. It's, it's, there's, there's possibilities everywhere, but to answer your question, we do offer our services nationwide and we'll come to you with the same equipment and same technicians. We say we, we don't, we don't differentiate between our, our residential and business uh, or corporate sweeps. So if we were going to do a politician's office at a state capitol, you'd get the same technician and equipment than the, as the same person that would be you know, coming to a one-bedroom apartment in Des Moines. You know? So it's, it's the same stuff. You know, this sounds like a really good idea for, for residential people to at least have an annual bug sweep type of thing, or especially if they move into a new used home mm -hmm. to have it a bug sweep before they maybe even move any of their stuff in there, just to check, right? I mean, that there's a lot of homes being bought and sold now. I, I would think that this would be a perfect time for those people buying that house to have somebody like you come in and, and sweep it, just to make sure, get a baseline starting point. This is clean. There's nothing here, or these are some things that are here that should not be. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing, too, I'm thinking is, You'd mentioned you go in and you do a sweep, you use all of your high-tech equipment, but you also do a visual. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking as far as visual, people might be going, well, I already know what's in my house. I think that's part of the problem mm -hmm. is you see everything every day. You may not see something that's slightly out of place, mm -hmm. whereas somebody with a fresh pair of eyes that comes in like yourself, you can question and say, is that normal? Does that happen? I mean, yeah. Absolutely. And, and the other big part of that is knowing, knowing what you're actually looking for, too. We try to stay up to date on, on a lot of the latest stuff that's out there and that is available online. And something that may not pique somebody else's interest could, could be a, a game changer for us.
to give you an example, one one big thing that um, kind of scares us a little bit, but it seems to be the latest thing that, that, that that's going on is there's there's one or two places online and I'm not really going to promote them, although they, they make more business for me. But you're you're able to purchase these name branded electronics. And I'll give you an example of one Wi-Fi enabled cameras built into them. And they're not part of the normal functionality of these electronics. They're there to spy. And, and that's what their their function is. So one of the weirdest and, and one of the craziest examples for me is, you know, you're, f- you're familiar with the Roku streaming device. Like it's a little box. You hook it up to HDMI to your, your TV and, you know, you could get your Amazon and Netflix and all the stuff on there. Well, there's somewhere you could, well, there's available out there in the world, a Roku streaming box that looks like the latest version, which is, it's fully functional, but it's built or it's modified with a camera inside of it. Now, the scary part about this is if somebody has one in their house already and they have a member of their household that wants to spy on them, they're not going to notice the difference between one or the other if it gets replaced. It's something that belongs on the Wi-Fi network, so that's not going to make a red flag for you. And furthermore, it's something that's often found in our bedrooms and in our living rooms. So it's personal areas as well. So that's just an example of some of the stuff that I would walk into a room and go right to, as opposed to somebody who lives there and knows it's been there the whole time. It's just, you know, it's it's some of those things that you get used to looking for some, looking for things that, that, that are known to be used. And like you said, somebody might easily glance over that if they don't know what they're looking for. Wow, you're definitely getting me more and more concerned about this. I, I just, you know, I just, when we first started talking about this or when I, when we first met mm-hmm. and heard about your service, my, my first thing was, oh, I don't have an X. I don't have to worry. But it's more than just that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think it's definitely one of those services that is needed, not only for businesses, you know, such as mm-hmm. hotels and things like that, but like I said, it's a residential. Yes. Yeah. You just never know. Yep. And I'm going to repeat something that you said is change that default password <laughs> on your on your router when you when you order it from one of these cable companies or yep. satellite Wi-Fi services. Change that. And if you don't know how to change it, just look it up on the Internet. Yeah. Or make a phone call. That's what that's what you pay all, all that money for that service for is for them to help you out. So you might be on hold for 10 minutes, but, you know, it's 10 minutes well spent. Yeah. Is there a story that you can tell us that you're not going to name any names Mm -hmm. of a situation Mm -hmm. where something happened and and the the homeowner, the residential person was really surprised that they were being spied on? Sure. We, we, we run into stuff all the time and I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. Um, our results or our the outcomes are really dependent on the situations we're going into. So if we're there to pretty much make sure nothing's there, we're still we're still doing the same sweep and there still could be something there. But a lot of times when we're going into contentious divorce situations, you know, things like that, we, we you know, we we're we're looking for different things at that point. We have we've had multiple situations. One of them really stood out to me though. It was we were we were called into a, a New England state, and it was a really cool older farmhouse. But a lot of things have been upgraded, and I'm a sucker for architecture and for building construction. You know, I I, I do all the stuff around my house. It might not be great, but I give it a shot. And I noticed the, the, the resident; she was concerned that you know her her ex husband had been had moved out. But before he moved out, he was 
taking all these electronics out of the garage and she didn't know what they were and she wanted the place swept to make sure there was nothing there all right let's go let's go check it out and i mean our our sweeps on average you know every situation is different but we can count on about four hours of being on a location um so i'm about an hour or so into it and i'm in the basement and i'm looking around and there's tons of of coax cable you know your regular cable line uh, which is used for audiovisual, and um i'm like this this doesn't make sense there's not that many things in this house so i start following these wires and and i'm using the nonlinear junction detector up in the living room and and i went i wove it, waved it over one of the uh the ports for the central vacuum system and it started going off and i'm like there should be no electronics in that door that you plug a hose into so I flipped it down, and lo and behold, there was a little microphone sitting in there, just zip tied to the back of the door. And it had it was real a real old school setup, which kind of got me a little bit. It was hardwired with coax cable. So then I connected the dots and said, "This is what all that coax cable throughout the house is for." So I ran around that house, up and down, all over every one of these doors for the the central vacuum system had a microphone in it. And they all led back to the garage to like a a little, not secret room, but a little secured room where all of the wires came into. So she had thought that everything was taken out of the house and it wasn't active at, t- at the time that I was there. But this gentleman had hardwired the entire house to be able to listen to every room and record it from his garage. And, and it's it was a very unique situation because, you know, I just spent all this time telling you guys about Wi-Fi and everything. This guy was in the complete opposite direction. He was hardwiring things to the equivalent of a VCR in the in the in the in the garage. So that one really sticks out because that was one we were going into just to make sure nothing else was there. And it turns out that everything was still there. So we see situations like that all the time and and they do get more serious. We we have situations that have resulted in in major criminal litigation. One of the things that's out there are are power outlets, you know, your receptacles that are built with cameras in the front of them and Wi-Fi modules on the back. And they get swapped out with outlets and they get hooked up to the Wi-Fi network. And that's a camera in a room facing out from uh, the outlet. But if, if without, without naming a specific situation, but if that was to be placed somewhere such as a bathroom in, in a house that, that housed minor children, you're looking at major, major criminal issues at this point. And that's a situation that we've found ourselves in. So it's, 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 it's a whole end of the spectrum. It's, it's spying, it's voyeurism, it's trying to gain information, gain the upper hand, harassment. The motives that we see are, are almost endless. It's, it's wow. very interesting. Well, I'm just going to reiterate on this one again as far as it, just because you don't have a baby monitor, mm-hmm. you know, because we had that scare years back or several years back being able to eavesdrop with onto baby monitors. This is something that most everyone, if not everyone, should at least consider or look into doing or at least I, I say if you're buying that house and it's you're just moving in, get a sweep. That, that's what I say. Is, is there a demographic or is this that people fall into that use the service or is this, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your income level or, or where you're at or who you are. It doesn't really matter because anybody technically could be a target depending on their situation. And, and you had mentioned about the, the newer houses or, or, or moving into somewhere. What I would like to caution people with is 
Not so much with buying a house because you have full control over the structure at that point, and you know we would love to come in and do a sweep, but renting renting is 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 a red flag for us because you have a landlord who still has control over that space and usually access to it whenever they want, whether you know it or not. So that's more of a red flag situation for us. You you know that 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 landlord. You, you may know him, you may not. It maybe he or she or whatnot, but it's it's a it's a it's an access point you know, at that at that that level of the situation, and we do see issues with that a landlord tenant issues. You know, we we've done the stereotypical landlord is a creepy guy and and has a uh, you know an attractive uh, women woman moving into a an apartment and you know he comes to fix the sink twice a week. You know, I mean it's like you know things like that. So while there should be concern with with new homes and and anywhere that you're going to be in you know in in a situation where you're assuming privacy the landlord tenant situations are a little more um a little more ripe for for being targeted there's a perfect example of where we were talking earlier about my eyes see the same thing every day and it's not going to notice something possibly out of shape I'm a homeowner, and I'm thinking home ownership, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're the professional. And you say, no, Chuck, not so much buying or getting into a house that you're buying, but more of a rental. Mm-hmm. And boy, when you said that, you are absolutely right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you have no control over over that. So, Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm going to add in, renters, get a bug sweep. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we we, as far as, demographics and and who does get our services you know we're we're kind of all over the place as far as um as costs i won't give you exact costs but i mean it's a very specialized service it's it's not the cheapest thing you're ever going to do but at the same time it it is a specialized service so it is it, it is something that 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 is a little above and beyond we do see issues out there with um and we don't we don't like to disparage anybody or talk bad about anybody, but I would caution people who who have their awareness raised about this to do a little bit of research if they are thinking about hiring somebody, because we do run into a lot of say private investigators out there kind of want to offer this service but don't want to make the the commitment and investment in the time and equipment. So they'll go on Amazon and get like an RF detector for you know one hundred and twenty dollars and. And you know, get a, a spy finder, camera finder, and say they do bug sweeps now, and that's that's not a sweep. That's you're playing with with spy toys basically at that point. So mm-hmm. watch out, ask about equipment. You know, know what you're getting ahead of time. Any any quality bug sweep agency is going to probably have all their equipment posted on their website because they're proud of it. You know, it's 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 the largest investment that we have to the maintenance, upkeep, and purchasing of that equipment. Aside from our people, which are our best investment, but you know the the equipment is is the game changer. That's the difference between playing one on TV and actually doing one in real life. And that's that's one word of caution I would give anybody who's considering any of these services. That's a really good word of caution, and you know so many people nowadays talk about their privacy it's i look at it as well what is your privacy worth um, ten dollars or a thousand dollars so ten dollars you're going to get ten dollars worth of privacy <laughs> not really much. so gosh this has really been really informative and an eye-opener for me and i'm sure everybody that's uh listening it's it's been an eye-opener is there anything else that you can add or want to add yeah real quick I, I would just uh have 
listeners, do some research, educate yourselves as much as possible about some of the things that are out there to be able to kind of protect yourself, change your Change your Wi-Fi passwords. I mean, you're going to drill it into everybody. But be aware of electronics in your house. You know, know what's there. You know what you've brought in. And, you know, know what belongs. And monitor what's actually on your Wi-Fi network. Each carrier offers some kind of app or something where you can see what's connected at all times on your network. Take a glance at it every once in a while. You know, it, it doesn't hurt two minutes of your time and it, and it gives you some some peace of mind there and and just, just be aware of your physical security we're, we're talking a lot about electronics and radio frequencies and wi-fi signals but your physical security is where it all starts as a home make sure you know who's coming in and out of your house at all times and if they belong there or not and that's that's really some of the best stuff at the ground level that people can do to start you know protecting their privacy and making sure that they don't become victims to this stuff it's it sounds simple to say but it's stuff that i know you know way before i got into all of this that i would have taken for granted and it's easy to do so so change your wi-fi passwords everybody <laughs> that's right uh, i'd like to ask one last thing because along with what you said and knowing what you have on your network is important and so many people like myself have a lot of things on there it, can people go in there and is it wise to change the devices, the device name, meaning that you get this new device that says WCX117777. I can't remember that. Can you go in there and is it recommended that you change it to say living room TV or something like that so you know? Absolutely. And, and depending on the, uh, the, the way you're going to be accessing, you know, your 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 network. I know there's a free app out there called Thing F I N G that will scan your Wi-Fi network and show you what's on it. And I think the premium version allows you to name things uh, whatever you want. And then you know your 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 service provider probably has their own version of that. But absolutely name your devices because um, it gives it it gives you that quick glance, you know. And and once once if something pops up on there that isn't named, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. So that's that's actually a, that's a great idea. Um, we do that a lot with our devices as technicians on our equipment. So when we go when we go scan for things, I know first thing I'm doing is I'm checking the frequency of my phone for that day. Based on that location, it's going to change based on what tower I'm at. And then on the Wi-Fi network, my phone has its own own code that I've encrypted into it that will come up on our equipment. So I know, all right, that one that that looks funky is actually my phone. Let's move past that and go somewhere else. So on a on a on a more controlled scale, yeah, that's a great suggestion. I would definitely do that. All right. And again, before closing, we're going to say change your Wi-Fi passwords. Change your Wi-Fi passwords. Mike, this has been, like I said, an eye opener and, and really an informative lesson uh, to me. So I, I'm going to say thank you very much for that. Oh, thank you for having me on, Chuck. I'm glad we could kind of help some people out with their privacy. And, you know, we're, we're always here. If anybody has any questions or, you know, find something funky. Yeah, go to www.usabugsweeps.com. I'll make sure they have that in the uh, description. So, gosh. Awesome. That's a wrap. <laughs> that was uh, great. <laughs> Hey, guess what? You've made it to the end. So I want to say thank you very much for sticking around and listening to the entire podcast. It's really important to me and to my podcast channel that you really listen to the podcast in its entirety. All this algorithm stuff really depends on all of you listening, rating, 
Please be kind on your rating and leaving comments. And I want to try to build a community so all of us are talking to each other and enjoying what I am creating for all of you to listen to. And please, if you have any suggestions on guests or topics, please leave those in the comments as well. Without, you know, without all of you, this just would not be a successful channel. So again, I want to say thank you very much. And let's go on to the next podcast. So just hit that button and keep on listening. Thanks. Bye-bye.